Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and this episode will conclude the three-part series on introducing the concept of energy mechanics to you guys. And I want to tell you that I am receiving a huge response from a lot of you around this concept. So many of you have reached out to me with questions about this. And I'm actually not surprised because when I began the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, I had a lot of questions coming through around the universal truth. So I know that with this sort of 2.0 or advanced concept, like what remains, what remains following cognitive mastery, what remains following stepping into and landing into the neutral, landing into a neutral space where You can separate from the subjectivity, where you separate from the judgment, where you separate from the binary. And so I'm getting so many questions from you guys, and I am certain that as I go further into revealing the concept and explaining the methodology of how to work with your unique quantum formless energy self, that there will be even more that resonates with you, all of you, and draws you into this deeper truth so that you can live the life you're meant to live outside of the matrix. Brothers, that's the point. Self-discovery, stepping out of, escaping from the matrix. Now, brothers, very quickly, I am in Oregon and I'm going to be in Oregon for a couple weeks. I'm at my brother's place. I love it up here. It is beautiful. It's September, one of the most beautiful months. We're actually getting into that fall season, so it's cooling off, but there's still the sun. I get to hang out with my niece who's starting school this week. I love it. It's just an amazing place to be. Now, you guys know I love the jungle and I'm moving there over time. I'm building a house out there, but Oregon, my family is a place of love. It's a place of peace and I love being here. So just to let you guys know that's where I am and how amazing it feels to be here. And you know what else? Before I get into this episode, I also want to remind all of you amazing brothers that all of this methodology, all of what I'm explaining to you in terms of energy mechanics, it has to follow the development of cognitive mastery. You can learn the science of differentiation and you can learn energy mechanics without going through the fundamentals of cognitive mastery first. However, if you do that, then you run the risk of judging You run the risk of judging your perfect, unique quantum self, and you run the risk of misunderstanding the truth around your formless energy body. So we begin with deconditioning, and we begin with learning about the mind, the function of the mind, the purpose of the mind, the struggles we go through with the mind, the suffering caused by a misalignment with the mind. This is all cognitive mastery and emotional ownership, and it is a prerequisite to energy mechanics, at least It is a prerequisite at the academy. That's the way I teach it at the academy. I want to guide you into seeing your mind and deconditioning yourself from living a beta conditioned life before showing you your perfect energy mechanics so that you don't meet your energy mechanics, so that you are not introduced to your alpha self through your beta condition, which would only perpetuate your living a non-self life through the judgments you make around your energized mechanical truth. Now... Once you have developed this skill, once you have developed the skill of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership, which is essentially the movement from engaging with and living through your mind in illusion to being aware of and objectively observing your mind in neutrality, 
then you will be ready to know yourself from the formless energetic perspective because you will be rooted in the truth of circumstance. You'll be rooted in the truth that everything is a story and that everything is neutral, including perfection, living out your correct energy mechanics, or living through your conditioning and the mechanical nature of your energy self. It is all perfect and neutral, brothers. The universe is not static. It is in a constant state of movement. It's in a constant state of flux and change. The universe is always evolving. It's always growing. It's always becoming. And it has purpose and attention behind this becoming. It is becoming or evolving as a function of result. And I think this is a concept that is largely misunderstood by a lot of human beings. I think our species really doesn't understand or is misunderstood. We aren't taught correctly. We're taught that there is both a cause and effect in the world of form. But the world of form in its entirety is an effect. It is always the effect of an energetic cause. Most humans think the universe in flux is a cause and an effect in itself, right? Think about that, that the actions we take or the circumstances that we encounter are the causes and the results of our actions or the outcomes of what happens with us in circumstances as the effect. So did I say that in a way that you can understand? Did I say that in a way that you can understand how most people can see that? Or maybe you even believe that. Can you see how most people still believe that? That within the world of form and density, within this world that we understand of physical matter, most human beings think that there is a cause, that there's causes that create effects. For example, I was late to work because there was traffic, right? You see that? Have you said that? Have you heard someone say that? Where there is the cause traffic creating the effect being late to work and this is the illusion of the mind the mind creates this illusion it creates this illusion to shift responsibility to shift cause to shift blame to shift what is happening because there's a story because the mind doesn't understand there is an effect being late to work which is also a story but to make that story make sense in order for that story to have validity in order for there to be a lateness there has to be a cause the cause the lateness itself is a story there is no lateness lateness is that's the thought but to have a thought for the thought we now need to have a story that backs up the effect. The story that backs up that effect, we create as traffic, as a cause. How about this one? This is another one I've heard people say, I said or did something, and now my wife is sleeping in a different room, right? So the cause is what I said and did, and the effect is that my wife is sleeping in the spare bedroom. Now, here's the thing. We look back and we blame ourselves. We say that the reason why she's sleeping in another room is because I caused that there is a cause for that, and the cause is what I said and did. And that's the mind working. That's not the truth working. Understand, brothers, that's the mind working. And of course, there's the ones that we'd like to think are true, right? I just gave you a couple that we don't like to think are true, the neutral one of being late to work, and then the, the one where we blame ourselves and we feel bad about, but there are the ones we want to think are true, right? Like, how about this? I worked 80 hours a week for three years, and now I have a net worth of a million dollars. You see how there's this cause and effect relationship? Like the cause is the time I put in or the value that I put in or the effort I put in or the work I put in, which really is what, brothers? All of that is what? It's just movement. It's just neutral movement. For 80 hours a week, for three years, I moved around a bunch. I did a lot of movement. I did a lot of things, stuff. I put my cellular being, my body in different places, right? I mean, all of this weird stuff. I said a lot of things. I created a lot of vibration with my vocal cords, right? I created a lot of sound and movement. And I did that for 80 hours a week for three years. That's the cause. And then the effect is money, right? This $1 billion. Like we play these games in our mind around cause and effect. But maybe you believe this. Maybe you're out there believing this right now. So right now, just given what I've said to you, 
How many of you believe that the external world, including our actions and the actions of others, have anything to do with cause? Is there any cause out there? Are our actions a cause or are the actions of other people a cause? Do any of you think that the world of form and density, this world of matter that we experience as humans, is anything other than a result or an outcome or an effect? Now, look, if you do, okay, if you answered yes to that question, that's okay, bro. (laughs) All right? I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to say you're wrong. In fact, it's totally normal. It is the human condition. Most humans think and have been conditioned to believe that the external world is actually there and is a place that can be altered or changed from putting intentional action into it. If this were true, then we would have the ability to remember the future. And I want you to think about that. If we could change or alter the world of form of density with our actions, then we would be able to remember the future. And for the sake of time and scope of this podcast, I'm not going to go into how and why that is. You can think about that as a thought experiment. And I'm sure you may come up with the answer on your own. But the point that I want to make is that most humans go around living a life thinking that the world we live in has a cause that is in form or a cause that exists in the effect itself. And the truth is everything in the external world of form and density is an effect of an invisible quantum vibration or energy that is the cause of all visible things. And I've mentioned this before on previous podcasts, but I'm going to say it here again as we dive deeper into energy mechanics. There is a universal, invisible energy that governs the function and movement of the planetary bodies, of the stars, planets, moons, and all the matter in the universe. And my friend, there is an invisible energy that governs the function and movement of your cellular vehicle. Everything in this universe has its own energy behind it, mechanizing it into being, mechanizing it into animation. Behind everything in form, there is a formless. Behind everything in density and matter, there is a vibration. I've mentioned this energy to you before as a force behind everything, and it is truly the force that comes from the source of all things. In this experience of diffraction and duality, everything has this energy around it and within it. As source energy, it is the one, right? It is in all places, everywhere, simultaneously, with a center that is everywhere and a boundary that is nowhere. As source energy, it is also eternal. It was here at the beginning of what we know as time, and it will be here at the end of what we know as time, and it is in both the beginning and the end simultaneously. This source energy is one energy, and in the way we experience life as humans, this energy is diffracted into various energy centers or hubs, which then determines life in form or in effect. Now, I've briefly mentioned energy centers before in a previous podcast where I talked to you about one of the centers. So I'm not introducing this for the first time, but I do understand that this may be a new concept. So I want you to consider this, brothers. Consider what I'm saying here. When I talk about energy centers, what I'm talking about is like organs in an energy body. Like we have a brain, we have a heart, we have a spleen, we have a lung, we have a stomach, we have guts, we have different organs, right? Kidneys, pancreas, and so on. These organs in our physical body, we also have energy centers or energy hubs in an energy body. And these are outwardly how we experience the evolution of our physical form. We experience a gradual change in cellular form over time 
And I'm not talking about Darwinism or natural selection. Remember, there is no cause coming from this world because in Darwinism and natural selection, the cause is natural selection. It's life conditions. But I'm not talking about a cause coming from this world. I'm not talking about a cause coming from the realm of density. It isn't a set of life conditions that are creating these effects. The changes we experience in life conditions are the effects. They are the effects of our mutated energy body, the formless true self. So in other words, what I'm saying is that when there is a change or mutation in the realm of energy, and there's a change in our energy body, a moment, a momentary change, like it's a mutation, it happens in a moment, the result of that split second change in the energy form, the result is a slow, gradual evolution into and through the realm of density. And I might get back to this if there's time available on this podcast episode. However, there are a lot of other things I want to cover. Our differentiated quantum energy self is a part of the differentiated existence of duality and contrast that we experience as humans in cellular physical form. So the source, the source is a one energy. Think about the source as everywhere at all times. It is one. It is a sea of of energy, the sea of light, a sea of information. And from this one energy, all things that we relate to in form, all things that we relate to in the realm of matter and density are themselves differentiated. They must be differentiated from this one blanket, from this one sea of information. In order for things to have matter, in order for things to come to form the way we experience them, they must be differentiated because they have an energy that is the cause of their existence behind or beyond the physical effect of them coming into reality, of coming into form. And I do mean that all things have this energy. All things, brothers. Inanimate objects have this energy. Objects that are non-living, right? And purely molecular have a single energy hub, have a single energy center. And this single energy hub is in all physical forms that exist in the realm of matter and density. So stay with me. I'm kind of taking you through this. Understand that when we begin with things, we begin with inanimate object. We begin with molecular. Everything begins as a molecule, right? The movement from molecules to cells took a change, a mutation of energy. The mutation occurred or the evolution occurred over time or in the realm of form, in the realm of what we experience as matter. The mutation that occurred in the realm of energy was moving from one energy hub to two energy hubs. But inanimate objects, things that do not have life, have energy. And this single energy hub is in all physical forms that exist. And I've mentioned this energy hub. I've talked to you guys about this energy center before in a previous podcast. If you remember, it was the center of love, direction, and identity. And all forms have this energy center. All matter begins to exist through this energy center. It doesn't matter whether the energy hub is transmitting or receiving. Understand, if you remember that podcast, it doesn't matter whether it is reliable or unreliable energy. It doesn't matter whether it is an open window, whether it's open or whether it's defined, whether it's in that reliable way. These are terms that I've used in previous podcasts. This is not a distinction, brothers, between good or bad, right or wrong, better or worse, desirable or undesirable. This is why cognitive mastery is so important as a foundation to discover your unique and perfect energy mechanics. Because when I released the podcast episode on the energy center around self-love, identity, and direction, I had several emails coming in. You guys you sent me several emails coming in around how do you know if you have reliable energy coming in from this hub and what does it mean if you don't? Like it was a bad thing or there was something wrong with you if there is unreliable, if you have an open window of pure energy 
flowing through this hub, this energy hub that all forms have. But that's your mind. That's your mind asking, is there something wrong with me because I have this? Or is there something wrong with me because I have that? And I'll get back to the concept of transmitting versus receiving as it relates to energy centers. Just for now, know that all physical objects have at least one energy center. Inanimate objects have only one and that it is the center of love, identity, and direction, and it is perfect. And this is important for you to understand as we go deeper into the concept of energy mechanics, that these centers mutated from the one perfect energy source in an intentional way. You know, I briefly mentioned this, but consider again, like, like Darwin was able to observe the purpose of external evolution having something to do with life conditions and natural selection, which again, I'm saying that he was certainly observing the illusion of external cause and effect. But the intentional purposeful mutation of differentiated energy has to do with the movement of simple to complex in order to bring forth mental and emotional awareness in the physical form that we call human beings. So there is intention. There is a purposeful mutation of this energy body. It's happening for a reason. So it all begins with the single energy hub. And the single energy hub is the center of love, which is the energy that attracts and holds things together like cells and molecules. It's the energy, the center of identity, the energy that determines shape and function, and it's the center of direction, which is the energy that guides the object along a trajectory through time, love, identity, direction. These three things are required for anything to exist in the realm of form, for anything to have mass, it must have these three things. You understand? They all come from this energy center, including non-living things, and they must they must have these three things. Every single thing that has mass must have the loving energy that holds it together, the identity that gives it shape and function, and the direction that moves it through time. Now, when we move into the living things, when we talk about living things, there is a mutation at the energy level. Single-celled living organisms have two energy centers. They have two energy hubs, right? Inanimate objects, molecular objects that are non-cellular have one energy hub. They have that energy hub of love, direction, and identity. Once we make the move into life, once we make the move from molecule to cell, which in the world of form, scientists have no idea how it occurred. There are theories, but there is no proof of these theories. There's just speculation and idea. In the world of form, we don't know, but when we look at energy, we do know. We see that it has to do with a mutation from one energy center to two. This is the cause that brings life into the realm of effect. The first energy hub is love, identity, and direction, which all things must have. And when a second energy center is present, and this second energy center is connected to the first through a channel of energy or a channel of life force, we have a single-celled life form, brothers. We have life. This is intentional. This comes from the source of all energy. This comes from the one source. The thing that determines life in the realm of form and density has a cause in the realm of vibration and energy. That cause is a life force channel between the two energy centers, between the center of love, direction, and identity, and between an energy center that is a motor or an animator, something that creates movement, something that gives life. So we have single-celled organisms that have two energy centers. Are you still with me? You guys with me? <laughs> I know I'm getting wild, right? Like this is some new stuff, right? This is some new information. It's what remains. It's what is there when you have detached from your mind. It's energy. You are pure life. You are pure energy, love, life, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I know this might be getting wild for you. And while I introduce this information to you, I want to remind you that all of this 
there's science behind and evidence behind all of this, and it will be coming in the future podcast, as well as the practical knowledge you need to live with your mechanical energy self. So single-celled organisms have two energy hubs. Inanimate objects have one. Okay, so molecular objects. Molecular objects have one because they have no life. They're just molecules. Single-celled organisms have two because they have a life force channel and a motor. Plants have three energy hubs. Insects, birds, and reptiles have four energy hubs. Mammals have five energy hubs or five energy centers. And what about humans? What's going on with us? How many centers do we have? Now, here's where things get even more wild, right, brother? As if they could be more wild. <laughs> it's like you probably listen to me like, is this even the same dude, right? Because I'm introducing to you something that is well beyond mind. We really have to learn cognitive mastery first to recognize the truth beyond the mind. But what I'm going to tell you here is that human beings are currently in transition. We are transitioning externally in form. We are living, my friend, in a very special time when we are actually undergoing an evolution in our physical form. Now, earlier in the podcast, I explained to you that following a mutation in our differentiated energy mechanics, there is a slower external evolution that takes place until the form catches up, so to speak, right? The mutation at energy occurs immediately, and then our form, our physicalness, our cellular being has to catch up to that mutation. It has to go through the transition that occurred at the mutation at the energy. So it's like our energy has mutated into a butterfly and our physical form is still operating as a caterpillar. Our quantum energy body is dragging our physical form into the next phase of our human experience. We are literally in the middle of a physical transition as an effect of a mutation in our energy self. So let me explain. Humans had seven energy centers for thousands of years, for tens of thousands of years. The external completion of the evolution following the mutation from six centers to seven centers is what we refer to as the dawn of homo sapiens, or homo sapiens, homo sapiens, excuse me, but homo sapiens, right? Forms prior to Homo sapiens may have been forms in transition. I'm not going to speculate on that. What I'm telling you is that the movement from six centers to seven centers is where we begin what we recognize externally as Homo sapiens. Our knowledge of the history of humanity as we know it began with the completion of a transition into a seven-centered being. And as a side note, you may or may not have some familiarity with the concept of a seven-centered being because it's the Hindu chakra form. The concept of the true self-energy body has been around a long time. It is only now that we are able to prove its existence with science. So now the mutation into the seven-centered energy form was to provide our physical body with mental awareness. The entire purpose of the seven centers is to drive energy to the mind upward from the root center into the third eye. And this energy mechanic from the seven-centered form has been the cause of all the effects in the experience that we've experienced in the realm of form. Language, religion, government, agriculture, science, technology, art, music, civilization, infrastructure, everything, brother. That was the purpose of the mutation, to bring pressure into the mental energy center in order to evolve and understand the external world around us. We, as a species reached the peak of mental awareness around the age of enlightenment. And at that time, another mutation in the realm of vibration and sound, which differentiated our energy body, occurred again. It happened again. This time, we mutated from seven centers to nine centers. And we're currently living through a nine-centered quantum energy body. And of course, as I mentioned, even though our energy body has made a mutation from seven energy centers to nine energy centers, our physical body in the realm of matter is still in the evolutionary transition, and it has been since the late 1700s. This is why, or one of the reasons why, we are so confused as a species. Brother, I'm going to make a claim that the humans who lived prior to the 1600s 
and prior, lived in the 1600s and prior to that time, were living through a completely different mechanical energy and that we have very little in common with them. And I know that sounds wild, right? Because we read books on the history. We read books on the past. Like we read books and we say, like, this sounds like a human being. It sounds like something that we would experience, right? To say that we are as different as the humans who lived prior to the year 1700 as we are different to the plants in the jungle. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that we may look the same as our ancestors, my friend, but I am offering that we are experiencing what it means to be a living human in a completely different way. And I'm not going to explain in too much depth why that is, but once again, that would require an it's completely podcast episode. I'm just making that claim because of the way we exist today. We're so confused. Our human beings, our human mind is so confused. And the reason is because we're living in transition. We're living as an effect of a nine centered energy being while still experiencing a world we created as a seven centered energy being. It's like being a three dimensional being living in a two dimensional world. We are born into chaos. We're born into confusion. We are born into a world built around a mind as king, a mental kingdom. The mind trumps all. Your mind is your greatest ally. Use your mind to accomplish everything. Everything is built on innovation, intelligence, creativity. We are taught that if you want to solve a problem to use your mind, we are taught that to make it in the world, we need to have a strong mind. We are taught to be smart. We are taught to be mentally strong, to have fortitude. We are taught to put our minds to it. We are taught that our minds need more information. The more information you have, the better. Knowledge is power. Our entire civilization is based around the authority of the mind due to the last several tens of thousands of years existing as a seven energy centered being driving and forcing mental awareness. Now the transition began in the late 1700s when the mutation was complete. And over that time, we have seen a huge change in the way we experience life and the speed at which technology information has been spread, accessed, and applied. Now, this was required, brothers. It was required for evolution to take place. You see, the mutation occurred immediately, but the evolution takes time. And one of the changes that occurred as a result of the mutation to having nine energy centers as a longer lifespan, the seven-centered energy being had a 30 to 35-year lifespan. And with nine centers, we now live up into the 80s, 90s. This didn't happen immediately, right? It's not like everybody all of a sudden was living twice as long. Our life expectancy gradually increased due to several things, right? The bifurcated needle, water purification, increased sanitation, increased infrastructure, pasteurization, blood transfusions, toilets, washing your hands. I mean, I could go on and on, but the point is that the cause of our living longer was not these things. It was not these innovations. It was not this technology. The cause was a mutation of energy from seven centers to nine centers, which initiated a slower process of evolution that required advances in medicine and technology as an effect leading to an increase in lifespan. And I wanted to offer that as an example of how energy mechanics are always the cause behind everything we experience in our world of form. And as being in transition, we are currently learning how to work with our new, unique, perfect quantum energy body. The problem, brother, is threefold. A lack of self-knowledge, a lack of knowing that we are an energy form behind a physical form. That's number one. Number two, the mind wanting to remain as king of our energy and physical body. The mind wanting to identify with who we are as the strongest, greatest, and truest self, which is not. We are not our minds. And number three, the understanding, the transition that we're going through. The reason that we have mutated into nine energy centers and what awaits the completion of our external evolutionary process. And of course, these three problems are addressed at the academy. This is the purpose of the academy. The purpose of the academy is self-discovery and there are barriers to self-discovery. 
that the Academy addresses directly. These are the three barriers. In terms of the methodology or process that you will go through when you enroll in the Academy is, as I've listed above, just in a different order. First, you'll develop cognitive mastery. And this is the detachment from the mind as the self. Brother, you are not your mind, and your mind does not know who you are. Your mind only knows who you are not because it is not here for you. And I'm going to do more on that in future episodes. But the second thing is to reveal to you your energy mechanics. This is your introduction to your true self. This is the operator of the cellular avatar. And these two steps make up the 1.0 and the 2.0 curriculum at the academy. These two steps comprise the extraction, comprise your extraction from the matrix, which is the detachment from mind and the introduction to self. And once you are out of the matrix, then we go into why you've chosen to get out of the matrix. There is a cosmic reason that we exist, brothers. None of this is by chance. Now I'm going to close the podcast episode. I know I'm over 30 minutes. I usually don't like to do that, but there is so much information and I did want to conclude these three-part series on energy mechanics. So I'm going to close by saying first, if you don't get all of this, it's okay. I'm going to explain it all further and go deeper into each of the nine energy hubs, as well as the circuitry that connects them, as well as what it all means. This is the beginning for you. And remember, it is only the beginning. Remember that there was a time when we didn't know the function of the organs of the physical body. We didn't know what the heart did. We didn't know what the lungs did. We didn't know what the liver, the kidneys, or the pancreas did. There was a time when we had no idea what diabetes was. There was a time when we had no idea what insulin was. And there was a time when we had no idea how to help people with type 1 or type 2 diabetes. The more we learn about the physical human body, the more we've been able to live healthy lives. Our energy hubs in our quantum energy body are the same. The more you understand them and understand your unique mechanical energy, the more you will live a healthy life, the more you will live a energetically healthy life. And your energy is the cause of all things physical. The more you are aligning yourself with your correct energy, the more your physical body becomes aligned with its truth. Second, no matter what you hear coming out of these podcast episodes, you are unique and perfect. I realize I'm going to introduce very advanced concepts and heavy knowledge. And without rooting yourself in a neutral place through cognitive mastery, it can be very easy to begin to judge your formless energy self the way you judge your physical body or behavior. The mind is all about that. The mind is all about judgment. So just remember, you are perfect. You are unique. You are meant to be this way for a specific reason, and that is designed and determined by your energy mechanics. You are meant to be here, and it is perfect that you are here. Everything that happens is happening for you to realize your truth. It is all perfect. And finally, as each point piggybacks off the previous, I want to remind you guys again that cognitive mastery is the foundation. It doesn't matter if you're building a castle or a condo. If you don't build it on a strong and stable foundation, it will collapse. The foundation is cognitive mastery. The foundation is neutrality. All right, brothers, big episode, more to come. I love you. Have an amazing weekend and elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.